This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hello. Anyone around here speak basketball? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball, Basketball Podcast. Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Rivas. Uh, and who, sir, looking good, uh, making sure we have room to record, <laughs> yeah. uh, are you? Wow. I'm the producer. I'm Matt Duncan. Thanks, Freddie. I'm doing well. And uh, are you excited? I guess when we're done recording this, the Clippers will have played the raps. But uh, I'm sure you're excited, aren't you? Anytime you get to see that claw. Yeah, just that claw. Um, (laughs) Yeah, anytime I get to see that Kawhi hand, uh, I I just get jacked. Um, I mean, I I love the claw. Uh, Special Raptor. I I am excited. We'll we'll see. But both teams uh, need this bat, so we will see. Uh, Yeah. I want to say the Raptors played great against the Nuggets, so they'll they'll do well. But I mean, there's been a lot of inconsistency this year, right? So it's yeah, uh, it's, it's hard to say they they got this. But let me just say, um, I'll have egg on my face, so you know, for for no good reason. When you're <laughs> listening to this, I hope you enjoyed that Raptors win. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, uh, I can't believe they lost uh, on on the Kawhi shot, except this time he missed. Uh, <laughs> Okay, uh, let's let's um let's bring on uh, guest number one. Uh, it's his first time on the pod. I, I'm so excited to have him. Uh, I've known about him for a long time. Uh, I've been a fan of his. Uh, he's uh, with Raptors Republic. Uh, he's also doing the uh, Raptors uh, uh, or the the wrap up live after every game this year. Uh, I was lucky to do the trade deadline uh, episode. Um, make some noise, even if you're at home alone, for Sahal Abdi. This is your music, by the way. I love this. World Absolutely love music. this. So, sometimes the beat kicks in, sometimes no, you know? <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> all, right, all right. This is incredible. Um, first of all, Freddie, what I want to say is I've never, ever gotten intro music on a podcast before. So, uh, and I've been on tons. So, that, I mean, we're already off to a great start. Great. Um, the beat drop and everything. Loved it. Um, I can't. I can't wait to talk Raptors with you guys. I'm excited. Yeah, man. I'm. I'm happy to have you. And uh, I'll also add with with the music. That's you know. It's always going to be your. That's your track now. So it's going to haunt yeah, you. There we go. Life. Perfect. Yeah. I love um, it. Some people. Honestly, that's a pretty good one to be haunted with. There's some. <laughs> some people have gotten stuff that is like that's no good. You know. Um, <laughs> Let's. Matt's laughing because he's literally right now saving it in an Excel yeah. spreadsheet, and he's like, "Yeah, it's yours." Um, oh, this is uh, incredible! Yeah, let's. Uh, a great start. Yeah. Let's bring on guest number two. Um, he's probably the sexiest man I've ever seen in my life. Um, super <laughs> handsome. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people would describe him as sexy and handsome. Uh, he's got them both. Uh, he's a uh, a Raptors writer with Raptors Republic. Uh, he's also my chess guru, which mostly means just like clowning me in chess. Uh, he's quite a bit better than me, but I, I, I'm not good, really. Um, anyways, give it up as high as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Nigel Nicholas. Yeah. Dude, this is your tune. Oh, I like this. I like this. This is pretty good, too. <laughs> this is, you, oh. you, 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 just, you just hijacked a fast car on GTA 3. Know what I mean? <laughs> I, 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 wow. I thought for sure after what the hell got, I was going to get like some dan, 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 dan music. I thought you were in, I thought it was just going to suck. 
but you made it up great, buddy, and I appreciate it. Um, also, a part sexy and handsome. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, I'm right up there with George Clooney. They call me the brown George Clooney at times. I don't know if you noticed it. No. Maybe it's because I'm younger. <laughs> I, I <laughs> Thank feel you like... very much for the lovely introduction. I appreciate it. Great no to see problem. you, um, Thank you. I feel like I won't call you the, the brown George Clooney. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let others occupy that role. Um, but uh, you're looking good. Uh, we're all looking good. Let's do this. Uh, Matty D, um, we used to have an array of different sounds, uh, but now it's all Weird Al based. Uh, it's been going that way for about a year. Um, Matty, good sir, please give me your weirdest Weird Al Raptors sting. Hey, Bobby Webster. There you go. Weird Al saying, aging Bobby Webster, but sounds like he's yelling into a fan. Trust in There we are. <laughs> there we go. This is great. Uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, no one knows what that one is, right? Masai. We have that name properly, but, you know, we're good. Um, let's, uh, uh, let's start with you, Nigel. First question. Um, uh, that uh, Nuggets game... Uh, we can talk about it a little bit, but you know, you know, really, I think most of the positives were were kind of uh, you know just like blown away by the major narrative, um, and you know, even the fact that we were kind of coughing the game up and Jamal Murray. By the way, so happy for him uh, coming on strong. All that was kind of taken away by by Scott Foster uh, and 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 Scotty, right? So. Um, I, I think it's sort of a unanimous thing. Like, actually, it feels like one of these rare moments where uh, Twitter and the, and the NBA at large are all supporting Raptors fans. Like, the amount of Nuggets fans I saw online being like, that was nasty. That was straight up nasty. Uh, yeah, honestly, one of the more egregious moments uh, in, in recent memory. And I know we both, uh, we've all been Raptors fans for a long time. Uh, so, I guess, yeah, g- give me your comments on that but also tell me your most uh like a memory that that pops up to you as like a really like uh, egregious moment for raptors like where we've been done wrong so i i think at the end of the day he scotty took away our dignity to lose by ourselves that was the issue right for me i, I would like to see this done by the players instead of by the, way, the black and white but whatever it is what it is it's i'm, I'm over it at this point uh, I'm not one of those guys who hold on to things for too long. So I had to think about this for a little bit. The only thing I can really think about is, uh, do you remember Mo and Vince when they had that little slap fight? And uh, I think Vince slapped Mo first. And then yes. Mo slapped him back. And then the rest didn't see anything. All they saw was Mo slapping mm-hmm. Vince. Yes. And Mo gets a tech. And, then and Vince was kind of like hiding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they, they, pull, and they pull Mo out, right? So that was one, and my mm-hmm. other one, it's a good one. is, uh, remember Sacramento, I think it was like four or five years ago, we're down by five, and Larry hits the three, Okay. and the foot looked like, it didn't look like it came out, but uh, the ref called a foul, I thought we were going to get the end one, but instead there was a foul, an attack on uh, Larry, and he just left. So those are the only two I think were bad. I can't remember anything because I'm old, buddy. So how I know Tom's <laughs> going to come up with something better, and I know you will too, Freddie. Hey, those the, those are both good. I don't ex- exactly remember the Sacramento one, but I do remember some kind of like shady stuff going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, those are great, though. Oh my god, that Vince and Mo Pete moment that that took me back. Iconic, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, um, for sure. And it was like there was a bunch of little Vince things. That like you know he did, and sort of this little me- like micro interactions that played into the larger kind of like angst towards him, um, and that 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 was one for sure. Um, yeah, so how, what where where are you at? What's your uh, what's what's a Raptors moment that's or or two that you know stick out to you? So I feel like uh, this this by the way, Freddie is a great question. That's the first thing I want to say. Um, the the first thing that came to mind for me, if you guys we're all active on Raptor Twitter, so we've all mm-hmm. seen that meme where uh, Mark Davis is is leading his little group of officials out of the arena, and they're surrounded oh, yeah, yeah, by yeah, yeah, what yeah, used yeah, to be yeah. Air Canada Center security. Um, 
Okay. Which yeah. now Scotiabank. So this is way back, I think, March 2016. Mm. Or so, sorry, 2018. It okay. was the year Paul George and Russell Westbrook were both on OKC. So this is the same year, I believe, Lillard kind of did that iconic wow. shot. Okay, uh, yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 the waving goodbye thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so March 2018, um, the way the game ended, I believe DeRozan drove in. I don't remember exactly on who. He believed he was fouled. Um, really let Mark Davis know. Um, and it looked like, I mean, on the replay, he got, he got fouled as well. Long story short, he gets ejected. Um, and then the weirdest thing happens where you see Ibaka talking to one of the referees and he gets ejected yeah. as well. And he just yeah. turns around and goes, okay. And then Dwayne Casey sees Ibaka gets ejected <laughs> and he starts losing it. And so late in the game, you have DeMar DeRozan get ejected um, for obviously arguing the foul call. You get Serge Ibaka ejected and then you get Dwayne Casey ejected late in the game. Um, OKC, I believe, was on like a nine-game winning streak. They had a really good year that year. I don't know if you remember that Paul George was third in, in MVP rankings that year. So yeah. that was a that was a memorable year for OKC fans. Um, and then I guess Lillard kind of just <laughs> Lillard did Lillard things, and just everything just yeah. got torn apart. But um, yeah, everyone got ejected, and Kyle Lowry. I remember Kyle Lowry just standing there on the broadcast, going, "What the hell just happened?" Um, that's what I remember the most because I remember. Jack Armstrong uh, and Matt Devlin just kept showing that same broadcast replay of DeRozan driving in, clearly getting slapped on the arm. I remember on on, on Raptors Twitter, everyone was losing it um, way back when, three, four years ago. So that's the that's what I remember. And then the funniest part was obviously the meme that came out of it, Mark Davis and his referee crew um, being escorted out by Air Canada Centre security. Um, and it's funny because now all of NBA Twitter uses that meme. Like whenever the referees mess up now, everybody's using that meme of, of the security leading them out. So uh, that's what I remember. That's that's uh, yeah, classic. Good stuff. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Uh, and I feel like also I'm, I'm glad you brought up the, the Mark Davis point, too, because or, or the meme rather, because, you know, as, as Raptors fans, we're always looking for those those connectors from from other fans. Uh, around the league. So I, I'm seeing a bit of a through line here. Like when the refs totally destroy us, yeah. uh, the rest of the league is kind of like, honestly, that's not, that's not cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. we have a, a little bit of support. Uh, I, I got a couple, uh, I, I, I don't have the dates. I was looking for them, but one was um, we're playing the Knicks. Uh, Mello uh, hits a shot, but he steps out of bounds first. Oh, I remember this. Uh, and it's oh, yeah. pretty clear that he stepped out of bounds. And I, I don't remember the exact timing of the game, but it's in that territory where, you know, it would probably be reviewed now. And it just seemed like we didn't have the, like, the juice. Like, we didn't have the sway as a franchise. And, like, the moment was kind of bigger than us. Mm-hmm. And so so that's one. Um, pr- this is like, like probably too high on my list because it's when you think about how easy of an error it probably is. Like it just it just maddened me though. There was a game where the Raptors played against Atlanta, where the we had, we had a whole point like one point didn't count, uh, and it was reviewed and like we had a point shaved off of our. Uh, our full score and it was oh a, yeah 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 yes, it was a close that. game yes, and it was just yes. I, I i can't remember that happening to another team um and that, to me that's the just, mitchell like, years right i think that was i, th- I, I think i think it was the sam mitchell years um and then the the other one and this is also like for sure would be reviewed now and obviously you know like nothing really bad happened but it, it was either demar's rookie year or his second year but he steals the ball uh, from Trevor Ariza and Trevor Ariza does like a full, like on back style Muay Thai. (laughs) And he like, but he tries to elbow him like in the back, like where your spine meets the back of your head. And it just would, he missed him, but it would have been like the deadliest blow. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it, it was like so calculated and vicious and, and, and DeMar didn't even really notice it. I mean, obviously, DeMar, you know, uh, uh, he, he's a Compton dude. He's tough. But, but yeah, that was one of those things where uh, I just remember being like, that is absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. A, to try and hit someone from behind. B, like to, to swing at someone with your elbow. 
yeah, it was pretty vicious stuff. Um, so, so the, those are my kind of egregious moments. But um, yeah, let's let's move on to question two. Uh, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna yeah, sorry I'm gonna stick with you, Sahal. Um, and this is a. Uh, I guess I'll throw the, ca- uh, the the caveat I'll throw out for this is you know sample size et cetera et cetera. Um, but I'm 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 really kind of curious with like you know how you feel like the Raptors are doing sort of from the stats, but also from like eye tests as well. Mm-hmm. You know, are are they like yeah with the Pirtle trade? Like we've already talked about the deadline a bunch, but like with the Pirtle trade, do you feel like you believe in this team to to win? in the play-in, you know, like, 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 let's not really worry about where they land, but like, do you feel like they're good enough to win those scenarios? And then after that, you know, assuming, I guess it's like Boston or, or Milwaukee, um, outside chance of Philly, but you know, yeah. Do you think we can scare any of those teams? Like what kind of ending of a season do you, does your gut tell you if we, like, you know, we're coming towards. So the, the the question it's 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 hard because I felt a, a very strong way about it um, right when the Durant trade happened because my assumption was that first of all you don't see superstars of, of that ilk get moved at the deadline mm-hmm. ever like that's something that's that's going to go down in history especially yep. if the Suns you know make a deep run but um, when that happened I was thinking okay the the Nets got a, a saw like I mean it's as good as you're going to get in terms of their return but. I really did feel like at the time the Nets are going to fall out of this playoff race. Like they're, they're going to fall pretty drastically. I think they were like the yeah. fifth seed or fourth seed when the, when the trade happened right now, they're the sixth seed and they're staying afloat. And and this is a team that's beaten some good basketball teams. Um, Michael Bridges looks like a, a totally different player. Like we're talking about a guy who if he keeps this level, level of play up. He could be an all-star next season. So yeah. um, I mean, I kind of got to switch it up in terms of what I thought would happen and what I see happening now, because like I said, I, I saw Brooklyn falling down and I don't know if I see that anymore, but because you got to think about it, like the Raptors right now are the ninth seed, right? As we speak, they're right underneath the Hawks where the eighth seed and the assumption is they're going to fall somewhere between seven and 10. And I think now you look at it like, who's going to fall out of place so the Raptors can get one of those top eight spots. Mm-hmm. And even if they get one of those top eight spots, you're still in the play-in, right? You still got to kind of fight for your position. So yeah. um, Miami is a tough team. They're the seventh seed right now. Like I just never like how Miami matches up with us. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the Hawks who are just above us, I don't really see them as a threat. I feel like they're just in complete disarray. There's so many different reports coming out about that team so often. Um, I can see the Raptors uh, obviously getting into the play-in, making some noise, beating even a Wizards team who they split with in those two games in Washington, D.C. Um, I can see them making it into the playoffs as one of the top eight seeds. But man, oh man, Freddie, <laughs> the Bucks are the one seed, the Celtics are the two seed, and the Sixers are the, thir- are the three seed right now. And I don't see the Raptors putting up a fight against any one of those three teams. And that's just my honest opinion from what yeah. I've seen from the Raptors this season. Uh, it's very tough for me to say that because if you asked me this prior to the season beginning, I would have been like, Hey, I mean, I had the Raptors, I think the fourth or fifth seed. I think that's what I project them to be yeah. right, a 50 win season. So um, just assuming that they would build off what they did last season. But yeah, I assume I, I expect them to make the playoffs. They look, we talked about this just before we went on air. I, I believe that they look a lot more balanced offensively. Um, Jakob Pertl has totally changed how um, the offense kind of operates because now they look for that that high pick and roll a lot more and it kind of facilitates and, and, and allows guys like OG who's, who can sit in that corner now to be wide open. And and it's difficult because Pertl has proved he's a really good rim finisher. So, um, yeah, I can see them making the playoffs, but but goodness gracious, when they go up against the Bucks, the Celtics, one of those teams, it's – I mean, you, I'm praying for it to end in six at that point. Um, those are difficult. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I, I, first of all, I really appreciate your honesty. Second yeah. of all, I, I almost like in exact agreeance with you. Uh, I do think that we are going to make the, the playoffs and I think we'll put ourselves in a play in situation. Like if I had to guess, we, we, we finish in, in 
you know, eighth or seventh. Uh, I, I said seventh a, a week or two ago, but I, I do think Miami is sort of, you know, they, they, a lot of a lot of veterans on that team, and, and that franchise has a lot of kind of. Yeah, you know, similar traits to the the Raptors we know, right? The one like the like they they fight hard, for sure. And they compete hard, um, and and I I totally agree with the with the Hawks too. They're they're in kind of disarray. Uh, I think there still is the opportunity there for some some kind of tray magic against the Raptors. Like if if this season ends on, uh, you know, Trey going off against the Raptors, I can't. I wouldn't say that I would be completely surprised. But I do also feel like we're going to get to see some, you know, high leverage Scotty. And I'm excited for that. Uh, and yeah, I think yeah. this team it does look a lot more cohesive, like you're saying. And uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll just add, I'm, I'm with you, uh, you know, for the most part on those three teams. I think that it wouldn't be as ugly against the Bucks because I feel like we have more... Um, you know, we have some pieces, but ultimately the shooting is going to like, yeah, I'll be praying for six. Um, Boston, I, I think I'm at the point where I'll, I'll be praying for like <laughs> like a four-game sweep that's not too humiliating. Yeah. Um, just because they, I think they, unless the Raptors completely change their defensive scheme, like Boston, in my opinion, I've been saying this forever, that bubble team was the first team that really, I think, exposed this system for what it is, which is mm-hmm. you, you, if you pump fake the ball and you move it and, and you shoot it, you know, I remember being like, oh my God, Marcus Smart's going off. Like, how could this happen to us? Then, since then, I've watched many, many, many teams do that, right? Mm-hmm. The, yeah. if, if your role player is willing to shoot the ball, you can beat the um, Sure. Uh, Sixers, I think they flirt with disaster, so I'm going to hold out some hope for the Sixers like <laughs> shooting themselves in the foot in some way. But they're also more cohesive than they were last year, I think. Yeah, but anyways, for sure. A bit of a sorry. Do you want to like respond to any of that? Because I feel like I, I monologue a bit there. Um, I mean, like, like I can see the Raptors getting into that eight seed. Miami is so damn battle tested that I don't see them falling. Um, yeah, there's not a lot of teams in the league that are like bottom of that playoff picture that have those battle tested, um, playoff just, I mean, Jimmy Butler is just a playoff guy. Like he's one of very, very few guys in the league yeah. who up their level in the playoffs, right? Maybe mm-hmm. eight, mm-hmm. 10 guys, right. In the league. Um, and yeah, I mean, Brooklyn's so balanced. I just, I see the Raptors leapfrogging the Hawks. I can see the Raptors defeating any one of the Hawks. Uh, Wizards or who was Hawks Wizards? Yeah, just the Hawks or Wizards. Yeah, um, to get that final spot, and then it's difficult. Those top three teams. I mean, the worst part is Cleveland's like almost stuck in that four position, and I feel like if there's one team that the Raptors could really upset, it'd be Cleveland. I agree. Um, yeah, yeah, but those top three teams, it's just they're so good. I don't think we have an answer for Maxi, which is really weird. I haven't even mentioned Joel Embiid, who's like a top five player on the planet. But um, yeah, and then there's just so much superstar power on on those three teams, as mm-hmm. well as them having those really good seven, eight, nine guys. So um, we just got to be honest, man, of where the Raptors are. They're just they they haven't been a consistently good team this year. It's just just that that uh, we're just being that honest. And I think they've gotten much better since since Jakob Pertl's joined. But. Um, you just hope for the playoffs as a Raptors fan and you hope that they, yeah, yeah like you said, they don't humiliate themselves, right? Oh, I, I saw uh, someone tweeted like, we the mid and just posted that the Raptors are like 15 <laughs> in every mid. category. And I was like, oh man. Um, but uh, yeah, we the mid. Nigel, uh, yeah, I hope we didn't talk all the air out of that that subject. But we're... we're, Buddy, we're I have so much air, it's crazy, okay? okay so good. you guys got nothing on me at this point. Okay, okay? all right, no problems, man. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. It's lots of great stuff. Um, I think six to 10, every ship is leaky. Um, it's just how much water we can get out of the boat before it leaks all the way down to the bottom. Right. I think that's the problem. Uh, Nets have got, like you said, McKelby just being fantastic. Absolutely. But they still got a five and a half game lead on us at the end of the day with 16 to play, which I, 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 what do you have to go? They have to go like four and 12 and we go 12 and four. So yeah. that's, you know, that's only give us maybe that's the kind of numbers we're talking about. Right. So 
realistically, no chance. No heat. They've, they've got issues there too, right? There's, there's issues there. The Hawks have got issues. Like, and our biggest issue is we're. Re- I think we're a really good team for 42 minutes, but three minutes at the end of the half on each side, there's issues, right? Mm-hmm. Every time we keep losing big leads. We used to be the team with a fake comeback. Now we're the, the team with a fake lead, right? That lead, you know, is gone. That's, it's going to be down to two points or or nothing very, very quickly. So until we get that situation sorted out, our ability to close out games, close out halves, I don't think we're going to – I don't think we're getting out of the planes, to be honest with you, until we get that fixed up. If we yeah. do get that fixed up, then, yeah, I think we're definitely in the playoffs. And I think we could – there's, that's a pretty good nine-man rotation that we have mm-hmm. if everything works out and we know how to close out games. If we don't, yeah, four-game sweep. I don't Like I said, if we don't figure out how to close out games, we're not even going to make that a play, in my mind. Hey, that's you know that's, that's a hard truth, but I, I think it's fair, right? That, that first Wizards game hurt, right? Like what, watching... You know, again, like we've every podcast you listen to, uh, you know, all over Twitter, whatever, like we the the Raptors sort of aggressive defensive scheme comes up and just watching guys, you know, like Kuzma and sorry, Kuzma's been awesome. But I mean, just the ease and the ease of him, like uh, of how he was blowing by guys and creating and scoring. If it's a one game scenario uh, and we're, we're that aggressive, like. Well, you know, like I think 42 minutes is is fair, right? Because all you you don't need that much slippage if if you're walking a tightrope, right? And I think this this Raptors team sort of seems to be doing that. Um, and I, I think I like you know like uh, Sahal was saying earlier, like like I I was really high in this Raptors team, and one of the major reasons was I thought uh, we were going to be awesome on defense. You know, I thought mm-hmm. we were going to be a really disruptive team and we would have, I, I sort of thought like this, where we're at offensively, I thought we, like that kind of makes sense to me. But uh, defense, I thought we were a top 10 defense, like at like the very least, to be honest. Um, and even with Pirtle, like, I, I, like we haven't, we haven't tightened the screws quite yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, yeah, lo- losing in the play-in, I think it is very real. I think I'm, as a, as a fan, I will say uh, I'm excited for the Raptors to get the play-in experience and uh, heading into. That's what we come down to at this point: the play-in experience. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and it's a really uncertain yeah. summer coming up, so I think it's going to tell us a lot. It says, you know, it's going to be like, all right, like do you, you know, yeah, you, you didn't give yourself any kind of cushion, and and who shows up, right? So, uh, with that. Uh, 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 with that kind of grim um, <laughs> attitude, I mean, you but you know, we, like you say, we've got to be honest. It's true. Um, but uh, yeah, I think with that, we can move on unless uh, anyone's anything to add. No, other than the Raptors just being the epitome of an average basketball team. That's just basically yeah, the eye test tells you that they're, yeah, the eye test tells you that the record tells you that advanced stats will tell you that. I mean, they're, they're, they have a 114.9 offensive rating, 114.4 defensive rating, 114 for both offensive and defensive rating. Like it's, it's just the epitome of about of, of an average basketball team. It just, I mean, it is what it is at this point. The Raptors fans do have something to look forward to. It's, it's the, the playoffs do look like they're somewhat on the horizon. If the Raptors can not, you know, fall apart and capitulate, but um, yeah, like so, you said, the, the off season is also something to look forward to because Guys might move on and guys may be moved. So, mm-hmm. for me, I think the, this team, look at, we're loaded with defenders. We are loaded with defenders. How many teams are the quality of guys that we have one to seven, right? There's a lot of good quality defenders here. And for us to be 16th, that's come on. That <laughs> now we don't even have that excuse of not having a center. Pirtle has been fantastic at the center. We've got a fantastic... He's maybe our best players in the last 10 games, right? And we're still doing what we're doing now. There's got to be more questions than just the players. At some point, Nurse has to be come up for questioning too. 
Because with what he's got and what he's producing, something is wrong. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I think that that's something that, like I've talked about a bunch, and you know, uh, I, I feel like the cri- critiques of Nurse have been more uh, they, they they've gotten louder. I'll also say I feel like the uh, the the question of chemistry, which is almost seems like a cop out, but you I, the the defense to me highlights like we have a lot of good defenders, and is it you know is it the is it Masai sort of playing the patience game, like overplaying it? You know, is it sort of like certain players regressing? At is it is it all is it bad luck and bad timing? Is it is it chemistry? Is it role division? You know, I think there's a lot um, that doesn't add up with this team, which is honestly for me, it's been one of the more confusing years covering and and following the Raptors I've I've ever experienced. Um, yeah, sure. but uh, yeah, it's always okay. confusing with the Raptors, though. <laughs> it, it is, it is, but. Uh, I, I honestly feel like we've been blessed in the Messiah era to have some like some identity, right? Some like some things that we could kind of bank on. Um, and you know, you can't attribute that all to Messiah, right? Like there's Lowry, there's DeRozan. we had an identity last year, though. What happened to that identity? That just went poof. Yeah, I mean, well, I think last year was almost like the it was un, unpredictable, like in the opposite way. Like you're right. It was sort of like precious came on and then it was like, Oh, wait a second. Like the vision's all taking place. Like, let's do this. Stay tuned after the break for more Confederacy of Dunks. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, let's uh, let's talk some NBA. Uh, Maddie, I'm gonna get you to come in, but first, uh, give me your weirdest Weird Al NBA sting. This is Adam Silverhawk. All Weird Al, all the time, baby. Okay, we're good. <laughs> Sometimes he comes in with a. Sometimes. I got to come on here more often, man. I yeah, man. You got. This, this is like, listen. Yeah. I I lure you in, but it's the Matt show. Yeah, um, Matt's Matt's just killing it. Matt Matt's Wait, Matt's, yeah, not, Matt's working. Hey, Mavericks, get out of your time. <laughs> See that one makes me laugh. I'm not used to it. Like uh, I don't even know what. It's, hey, Mavericks. Hey, Mavericks. It's flat Earth time. <laughs> <laughs> it just it's so stretched out that is that is some real year like i don't know what you uh, i'm picturing you in the lab for that one maddie you're you're, you're stretching the sound far. um fantastic. Hey, yeah it. that is wow uh the, the the way the mavericks is said like it's just <laughs> It's all wrong. Yeah. Um, hey, Mavericks! Okay, this, <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it's like, okay. Um, that's good stuff. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm shook, Maddie. I'm shook, man. Look, <laughs> if, there's, if there's an audio version of a crossover, that's it. It's me trying to understand what's being said and falling on my ass. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, okay. Uh, this is like the, you know, this is our interpret uh whatever way you want question you can take it silly or not uh maddie we're going to start with you mm. here's what i want i want you to pick an nba team yeah and and pretend you are doing a documentary about them this year obviously the year's not complete but uh yeah just you know it's just sort of like a pitch pitch scenario i'm at the top of td tower uh where all the, <laughs> where all the big tower. pitches happen Holy I don't know. Cow, I, I'm nervous. I just picked a tower. Freaking nervous. Um, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like got that yeah. uh, Ghostbusters smoke looking thing, you know? That's where, 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 we're near the TD sign. It's windy. Uh, so you're, you're up there. You're pitching yeah. me. Um, mm. You're pitching me a doc for uh, an, uh, for a team this year. What's up, Maddie? What, okay. uh, uh, who's oh. it going to be? 
So there's there's a very obvious team here, and I'm sure our guests are going to cover it for sure. At least one of the guests will cover this. Okay. It, it being Brooklyn, but I'm not going to pick Brooklyn because that's that's a whole opera that has gone on. You, you got this year. You can you you got lots of exposition yeah. you can it's get mo- from last year. Doc, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Uh, it would be a, a hell I'm of a thirty for thirty. I'm for that. Yeah, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm not going there. I'm not going to go there. But I will okay, go yeah, to I want a mini doc. Okay, a mini doc. Okay, this yeah, th- okay. this is a bit of a biased one again. As you know, I'm a fan of Kyle Lowry, so I do want a Mi- Miami Heat doc. Because I feel like he's been given a really rough deal, and there's part of me that kind of wants to... He's very private with what's going on personally in his life and stuff, and if Kyle's cool with it, I'd like to open that up so that he can show yeah, the fans... He, he loves talking to media. Yeah, he does, and like I think he would love me mm-hmm. like going around with a camera and his family going through whatever they're going through. Yeah, yeah he'd be down. <laughs> but I think it would open him up to the fans, and they would maybe lay off him a little bit. Because I think it's there's this feeling like they just want to get rid of him, and I, I honestly mm-hmm. saw I saw some fan tweet that they're like, "Oh, we should have never got rid of Dragic," and I'm just like, "Come <laughs> on, dude! Like, he's going through some stuff. His knees in really bad shape, and I I don't think Miami is gonna get quite to where they were last year. So we're not gonna kind of get that redemption to this movie, but." I think it would be really nice to maybe understand Kyle a little bit more because you know he may play for them again next year. He might have one more shot with them. And I don't know like they just feel really worn down to me. But I think a doc centered around Kyle and the Heat and Pat Riley would be uh, an interesting watch. Hey, that's that's uh, and also set in Miami too, right, Matt? Oh, you did. You know, that's what he was. Those things, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Um, no, yeah, Matt. Great choice. I mean, I'll just say, you know, you got you got some uh, some cocaine cowboys stuff. Going oh on yeah, that's, that's good. You throw some of that yeah. in there for sure. Uh, some, bo- some boat races. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> also, potentially, the dock ends or a part of it, anyways, is uh, uh, you know with a with a play in. Against Toronto. Wow. Yeah. Um, right. So the, there's that. Uh, Pat Riley is um, <laughs> is would be a good time. I think. Uh, I, I yeah. bet you. You know. You have a lot of like like you'd you'd find some bonus material, right? You got Haslam, oldest oh, player yeah. in the NBA. Oh yeah. He'd, he'd have some cool stuff to say. Uh, shout out to Udonis. I served him at uh, Lone Star Texas Grill. Like nice. Years nice. Years ago. You got the fajitas. Um. Uh, yeah, you got peso. You got a lot, man. Uh, Just made a scene. Uh, actually, it was, it was him and uh, uh, James Jones. Oh, wow. Uh, and, and another player who I forget. Um, but, um, yeah, great pick. Great pick. Love it. Uh, let me no. go to you, uh, Nigel. Who Who's your team? What's the doc? Yeah, I kind of want to go. I want to change my mind now and hang out with Maddie on the beach in Miami. This is kind of, I like that one, buddy. We'll have some <laughs> Pita Claudas together. Yeah. yeah. Okay, of course. Yeah, Matt's buying. <laughs> I'm buying. Hello. Uh, if, if I'm doing anything, I kind of like the whole GSW. Uh, I like coming off a championship, one more crack with the old guard. Uh, yeah. Steph Curry trying to cement his legacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clay Thompson kind of coming back after injury, not having a great season, off season last year, but he's back to 2018, 2019 numbers. Draymond Green, maybe his last year as in GSW uniform. I think uh, that's, that's a moment there. Uh, and then you have that passing of the torch to the new guys. You've got uh, Wiggins and Poole. Can they live up to the legacy that the old guard has given to that uh, team, that franchise? And then you got little interesting characters like Kaminga underneath. There's a whole bunch of stuff in there. I, I really like I like the breadth and beauty of GSW. You get the OG and an OB trade rumors too? Yeah, yeah you, you get that. You get there? And, and, and actually, it's I, pretty nice too. I love the food. is fantastic in San Francisco, right? For sure, yeah. For sure. Another thing you get with that with uh, San Francisco. I don't know if you guys remember Jama Malalela, the the former Raptors assistant oh, yeah. coach. Yeah, yeah, he's there. Also, now, right? Yeah, he's, he's kind of leading their whole development thing going on there. So, um, yeah. Also, that's a, I, that's a great great answer. You know, I can see I can see the opening right. You you have Kerr, 
you know, he, yeah. it's like he's wearing all his rings, and then he's sort of like, we were going to go for one more championship, and then it just like cuts to the Draymond punch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh my god! <laughs> you know what I mean? like, like, like three weeks wow. before the season, just you see the raw video. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, that's huge. yeah, that's, that's a, I forgot about that. You know what I mean? That's uh, yeah. um, that's that's a good start. Uh, that, then you, I, I can have some nice uh, audio, right? Because you, you're gonna have like you can score it with. Uh, I don't know if you've seen Friday Night Lights, but they always use the voice. Yeah. Uh, of, of the kind of like the local broadcaster. Draymond's doing, I don't know how frequently he does his pod, right? But he pods. He um, okay. These are great. These are great. Uh, uh, Sahal, what's your, what's your team? What's the doc? The, the, okay. So first of all, this is probably, and Freddie, I'm going to flatter you a lot because this is the, I think the best <laughs> question I've ever had to answer because oh, the thanks. first thing that came to wow. mind for me was, uh, I'm a huge, huge NFL fan. Like people don't know this about me. I obviously cover the Raptors with Raptors Republic, but um, I'd probably consider myself more of an NFL fan than an NBA fan, right? Oh, wow. I'm a huge NFL fan. And one thing the NFL does every single year, they produce this show. If you guys are familiar, um, it's called Hard Knocks and they produce it with HBO. And Hard Knocks does an incredible job kind of just detailing uh, the behind the scenes footage of what NBA, sorry, NFL teams are going through or an NFL team, sorry, is going through. There's, there's yeah. one team per year that they follow around during the off season. Um, they do such a great job. It's unfortunate. Like some of the things you see are unfortunate. You see guys getting cut right during cut deadlines and stuff like that. Um, you see a lot of locker room footage, stuff like that. So um, this is a great question because it made me think there's so many things that have happened in the NBA this year with so many storylines. I mean, you guys mentioned some things that I totally forgot about. Like, I don't know how I forgot about the dream on green punch, but um, <laughs> I have a couple answers and I'm glad that awesome. I went last and you guys took neither of them. So nice. my first one, my, my first one has to be for me, a team that has been down to the dumps for so, so long. I think the last time they made the playoffs was 2006, if I'm not mistaken. The Sacramento Kings are having yes. a fantastic bounce back year. So um, I think they currently sit second, I believe. I just checked. They, they currently oh, sit they second. Oh, they passed the, the Grizzlies. Did they? They passed the Grizzlies now. Yeah. So 38 wins, 26 losses so far, right? Um, as we speak. Wow. And they're, they're just such a fun team. Like two all stars, De'Aaron Fox, DeMontis Sabonis. They do that thing, Freddie. I don't know if you've noticed, they, were, they wear that, that massive gold link chain at the end of games for the defensive player of the night. So they kind of just put that chain and they just honor each player. If you were the defensive player of the night, this is a Mike Brown um, thing that I, I don't know if they were doing in Golden State the year before, but Mike Brown, by the way, has to be in coach of the year consideration this year. Oh, um, yeah. Like he's almost got Sacramento. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were all like damn near White Walkers. For the last <laughs> Game of Thrones reference, right? I'm, yeah. I'm rewatching that show, by the way. Um, yeah, Kings have to be there. Fun team, two all stars, um, so deep. Herder, Monk, their young guys are playing well. Davion Mitchell. My second team, um, and I kind of alluded to this earlier for something we saw historic that happened midseason is 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 the Phoenix Suns. Um, Again, you get the star power with Devin Booker and and, and mm-hmm. Kevin Durant, but Kevin Durant doesn't get there until the midseason. So, like, you can do the whole like snatch some things you would have taken from the Brooklyn documentary and kind of just slide them into that Suns documentary. <laughs> oh yeah, um, right. Some cool tidbits, some, some B footage. Um, this is good. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. You get to follow around Chris Paul, Devin Booker. They seem like a fun team. I know a lot of NBA fans kind of. I would say don't really like like them as much. They're kind of like they're kind of like the Grizzlies of what they're they're going through what the Grizzlies are going through now, which is like people used to love the Grizzlies, Grin Grind, Zach Randolph, Marcus Gasol, Mike Conley mm-hmm. used to love that team. Now it's like they've become the most hated team in the league with like Dylan Brooks getting into a fight every <laughs> single night and all that other stuff, right? The the, mm-hmm. the, the hurricane around John Morant. So I'm gonna go with the Sacramento Kings for that mini doc. And the Phoenix Suns for me after, but there's so many good teams, man. Like I would, mm-hmm. there's just so many great options. I would love to see, see see a Clippers one, the Lakers one would have been fun, right? Who doesn't want to yeah. see Patrick Beverly just absolutely lose? <laughs> <laughs> or, the Grizzlies. Um, I'm surprised no one mentioned the Grizzlies though, right? I, I, I thought with Shaden Sharp, you got the gun thing. I thought that would be number yeah. one. That's why I stayed away yeah. from that completely. Yeah, Grizzlies yeah. would be great too. 
that yeah, there's a lot of drama there, and and, and you know yeah, Lakers obviously got like a LeBron passing Jabbar, um, sure, but uh, you know just uh, two two kind of oh, quick yeah, comments on on your choices there. Like, I, first of all, yeah. Sacramento. I, I didn't even think about Sacramento. That's a that's a perfect one. Uh, I feel like it's got to mm-hmm. be called like the Beam. Yeah, the um, beam. Oh, the beam. <laughs> and the beam. Um, that's, the, that's the best hashtag. That's the best basketball hashtag. I it's think this pretty year. great. I love it. Uh, and I didn't know about the chain. That's like very like Jay's yeah, jacket. I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm into it. Um, yeah. And then uh, uh, Phoenix is also really good. And you know, like uh, if you're going, you know, if you're starting from the off season, you also get the the nice uh, DeAndre Ayton moment, where it's just like you know, have you talked to Monty Williams? Exactly. And he, and yeah. Like I didn't talk to nobody. Man. Well, you know, I forget yeah. what he said, but he was like, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a nice uh, Jay Crowder. I'm, I would not participate in the doc. I don't think. But no. uh, <laughs> definitely not. No. Yeah, it's a, um, it's a good one. Bridges, though, there there would be like a tearjerker moment with with Michael Bridges because he leaves and he, from what I hear from Suns fan, he's like the most loved player of that yes. organization. Um, and him leaving was like, obviously, you're getting Kevin Durant, who's one of the best basketball players to ever live, but Bridges, who's like a guy that you just raised, right, from from nothing. Obviously, he was a first-round pick, but um, he's, like I said earlier, he's become an absolute, you know, monster with the Brooklyn Nets so far um, in his short stint there. So, yeah, the Suns, Suns are there. I'm just looking down the NBA standings, and man, like there's, it speaks to how great I think of an NBA season we're having mm-hmm. this year. There's so many storylines for each team. We didn't mention Dallas getting Kyrie midseason, right? Mm-hmm. Doncic. Mm-hmm. We didn't mention the Cavs. Donovan Mitchell going for seventy, right? Nick, we didn't yeah. mention, yeah. I mean, and Lillard's doing some crazy things as well with Portland. So there's so many things. I'll add to the you know the entire Suns ownership scenario uh, <laughs> okay. yeah. is a part of that, yeah. right? You have the new owner also coming in, making those deals. So much and, drama now. NBA is all about the drama. It's yeah, crazy. It's, it's packed. Uh, I have I have sort of like uh, one and a half choices. One is just like basically it's not a full. Uh, it's just like almost like a like a ten minute doc, and it's just it's just called hanging with pop. Uh, yeah, and it's, I like it. And, and it's just like it's like one of Greg Popovich's, you know, sort of last years. Uh, he opens up about about how good he's been for his whole career and what it's like to kind of like openly tank, um, and and just sort of like you know, it's like almost like an interview series with Pop. Uh, I'll watch that, hundred percent. I'm watching that. And and the the big one is one of my favorite sports documentaries ever is uh two escobars so uh i'm doing uh the the tale of two trades uh and and you're following minnesota and cleveland side by side mm-hmm. all year uh Ooh. based on the the mitchell and gobert trades um yeah. and then it's sort of like you're pivoting back and forth um Obviously, yes. So you know, you mentioned the Cavs. So so much drama there, but also T Wolves, right? I think you know they're they're in the mix. Towns injury, uh, t- tons of stuff going on there. Um, cool. Yeah. Thanks. To the, these answers are great. Um, yeah. Pr- appreciate we, y'all. We, we also covered a lot, Freddie, which is great because if any of these things happen, then we can you know pull back this footage and say we were the first ones to mention it. Right. Huge. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what? If you're listening, uh, this is actually this is our pitch material. So um, <laughs> straight up, we're gonna get litigious on you if you yeah, uh, exactly. if you steal our ideas. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's go to you, Sahel, first to finish off um, uh, with, with the last question. And yeah, this is obviously one of those highly subjective questions, but I thought it'd be fun. Um, who do you think is is the toughest team in the NBA? Like, 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 sort of like you know, fig, like physically tough. Mm-hmm. Um. So when I looked at you know the, the the standings again, I had to look at every NBA team. I looked at the top of the Western Conference, and I saw the top two teams were Denver and Sacramento, mm-hmm. and I thought to myself, and then you have Memphis, obviously, right after that. And I thought to myself, those for the for for them being the top two teams, those are pretty much i mean i regard them as as kind of like finesse teams i don't see mm-hmm. them as like Me too. physically dominating right like they're just offensive firepowers that will just um i mean destroy you offensively right defensively i mean you could find the holes we we just played denver right that that game that everyone loves talking about how it ended um there's holes defensively right 
Jokic's pick and roll defense, Michael Porter Jr., just defense in general. Um, but when I looked at the top of the Eastern Conference standings, I saw some physically um, you know, gifted teams. And, and that's why, for me, I have to go with Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee, yeah. the Milwaukee Bucks, top down from their roster, um, they won that championship, right? Uh, was it last year or a couple years ago? Um, Giannis Antetokounmpo, probably one of the most physically imposing NBA players to ever step foot on a court. Uh, Brooke, just looking at the starting lineup, Brooke Lopez is is a damn tree trunk. Like that mm-hmm. guy is like, he, he's Hagrid, right? For all my Harry Potter fans out there. Um, <laughs> he's Hagrid. And then you have Drew Holiday, who I think is, when his career is over, I'm not exaggerating, he's one of the most underrated guards of this era. I think we're going to be mm-hmm. talking about him as one of the best defensive guards to ever play. Like Drew Holiday is absolutely incredible defensively. And a lot of that has to do with his physical nature. Chris Middleton, yeah, they have physical guys everywhere. Bobby Portis, who just, I mean, he literally punched Nikola Miritich out of the NBA. Uh, if, if you guys remember that, he broke his jaw. <laughs> yeah. Miritich just didn't return. So Yeah, I know. Um, so, yeah, I'm going Milwaukee. For me, the answer is, it's not super clear, but, I mean, they are just so physically imposing. And and, and one of the many reasons why I don't want the Raptors anywhere near them if, if the playoffs are, are a thing for them. Yeah, I, you know, great points. I, I feel like that that might be the answer. Um, not I, yet, buddy. It's not over yet. I, yeah, I'm okay. I, I, went, I went with a different team, but I, I feel like the Bucks are better than my team uh, or they're tougher than my team. Uh, just sort of revisiting everyone on that roster. Like they just, they don't have a lot of soft players. Um, but uh, yeah, who, who's your pick, Nigel? Uh, buddy, they can only be one. And that I one, what you're you know what Memphis Grizzlies yeah. is, buddy. Yeah. And you know, yeah. it starts with the Kiwi, Stephen Adams. My wife's yeah. Australian. She's nice. She's tough as nails, buddy. Tough yeah. as nails. <laughs> And, and Steven Adams is like seven three or whatever he is. Oof, if my wife is seven three. I'm done. This is over. Okay. <laughs> so, those Australians, you know what they do out there? They just gra- they go in the river. They grab an alligator that's just swimming around or crocodile. Just <laughs> grab it, put him on the barbecue, buddy. That's what they do. Those guys yeah. are tough. Okay. Yeah. And you got you got some big guys over there, Baines, all those guys there. And the thing with that crew is they don't roll one deep. They roll fifteen everywhere. You know, Shady kind of shot comes up. 15 of them are coming at you. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't want to mess with that group. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's a great answer. And, and I'm glad you, um, I'm glad, I'm glad you like focus, uh, on, 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 on the big Kiwi because yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget him. Uh, who was it? Who Like, I forget who, but he, he just so calmly picked up a guy that's like six. I was thinking, I was thinking of that as well. I couldn't remember who it was, but yeah, Steven Adams, he's like a superhero, man. He's a, what's that guy? (laughs) uh, Aquaman. He's, he's that guy. Yeah. Is that, is that Jason Momoa? Yeah. Jason Momoa. That's who it is. Yeah. He's like, he's like Aquaman's worst nightmare. You know what I mean? Like if, if Aquaman like gets into trouble, like, and like, it's going to be against him. Yeah. Um, it's his twin brother who's coming to save him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's his twin brother. That's good. Um, okay. Mine is, it's, it's just, it's definitely not as good. It was, is a reach. Uh, I thought about the heat. Uh, Cause I think that like everyone there is a little bit tough. Um, sure. But a team that I thought, uh, has been sort of they have no business as being as uh, you know as good as they were this year, and I think it's because they have a lot of just sort of like tough-minded guys on the team. Uh, is the Pacers? Uh, I feel like the yeah. uh, I feel like Matherin. Like there's a, there's a lot of guys who are sort of like unknowns and and on the younger side who just sort of don't take a lot of shit. And 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 maybe that's pretty anecdotal. You know, uh, I'm thinking about the the Raptors against them. But yeah, as I said, uh, your answers were both better than mine because the Pacers. I don't think I they're like aren't they on like six four? Those they're like a bunch of chihuahuas, man. Stephen Adams to rip them all out, buddy. It's all it's over. Yeah, Stephen Adams would like. Yeah, how many Pacers <laughs> do you need to take down a Stephen Adams? Yeah. It's probably three or four. Yeah, uh, for sure. And they all get like bats or something because yeah. I think like Stephen Adams is. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard. Um, the Pacers isn't a bad one though because they give me those same Grizzlies vibes where they're they're so tight knit 
Like they are really like a family. I personally thought, again, I'm clearly horrible with predictions. I predicted the Raptors to get 50 wins. I thought the Pacers were going to be one of the worst teams in the league. I didn't expect, I expected Halliburton to take a jump, right? But he was an all-star, a pretty clear all-star. Matherin looks like if he's not the sixth man of the year, he's clearly one of the best rookies, right, this season. Um, The other, the Canadian kid, Nembard, like they they have, Mm -hmm. they're building something in Indiana. So they may not make the playoffs, I mean, it's it's looking that way, but if I'm an Indiana Pacers fan, like you have those clear building blocks. How many picks do they have? They have like two or three picks as well in this draft. Yeah, they're 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 well settled. They've got a bunch of picks. Yeah, yeah, I've been. I I I, I was saying before the year started, it was going to be really interesting for me um, watching a bunch of teams that we don't associate with tanking: uh, Spurs, Jazz, Pacers tank this year and it was interesting to see how they all did it right because the jazz and pacers were not so uh, you know overt i think the spurs did shut it down pretty hard <laughs> spurs were like, um, we're, we're going down that's it jazz we're actually like the third seed at one point in the west yeah early yeah on in the season so um, um honorable mention though really quick i think the knicks are a super super gritty team for did sure not expect them to be the fifth seed Tom, uh, Tom Thibodeau is like that one coach in the league that he just he just defines grit. Like I can't really explain yeah. it, but he just plays his guys forty seven out of forty eight minutes. Right, he's known as like the the guy who's just the knee ligament destroyer. Like he put uh, <laughs> Jimmy Butler through a gauntlet in in Chicago and then brought him to Minnesota. I mean, they made the playoffs that year, so you can't really complain. But yeah, that's a gritty team. Brunson, huge year. Randall, huge year. Um, just a very good basketball team. That's tough. They are tough. You've even got a guy yeah. like Har- Hartenstein or Hartenstein, <laughs> yeah. uh, the German, yeah. 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 And and you know you know yeah, could quickly like that that team is. And I I actually find Barrett to be uh, like like he doesn't you know he's not a soft player in my in my opinion. Um, I think he's pretty tough. But uh, yeah, uh, th- th- this is great. Thank you both so much. This is a fun pod. We uh, went in a bunch of different directions. Uh, Maddie, I'll bring you in. But first, uh, first, let me go to you, Nigel. Uh, what's up? You writing anything? What do you want to? I got a couple of things in the go. Actually, I'm doing the 905 game tomorrow, so I'll be there. Um, got a couple of pieces in the works. Uh, one, um, it's a long-term one. A couple of short-term pieces. Blah blah blah. Uh, follow me on Twitter. Love you guys. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. And and read Nigel's uh, piece on Bruno Bruno Caboclo because. Bruno Caboclo is always going to be that one Raptors player who just sits in the lore of, of Raptors kind of fandom. And the only reason why is obviously because the assumption that Masai Ujiri would just turn him into this Giannis Antetokounmpo-like kind of superstar. Obviously, didn't pan out, but um, Raptors fans, I, I know, are still very fond of him. So Nigel wrote a really good piece on Bruno you, a, a few weeks ago. Yeah, I, I read it. It was incredible. So... Uh, visit RaptorsRepublic.com for that for sure. Yeah, make sure to check that out, and I'll always associate Bruno too with you know why we care so much about our G League team because he he didn't have that mm-hmm. experience, and it was a it was important for Masai. Um, yeah, uh, Sahal, what, what, what do you want to promote? Like you know, uh, so for me, I'm I, I my writing content has just decreased year by year because of the focus we've put on our on our post game live show wrap up live. We're really trying to build that myself. Uh, Oren Weisfeld and Aiden Moss. Um, we're really just trying to create the best kind of uh, live experience for fans after the game. Um, started it during the COVID year, and man, that was rough, guys. Uh, we lost a lot that year, and myself yep. and Oren were just trudging through. It was just us two, by the way. Uh, then Aiden joined us, obviously, uh, last year in the 21-22 season. But, um, yeah, tough uh Tough season then, but I think we, we've done such a good job of just staying together and just slowly building this thing. And we, we've we've built a cool fan base and, and things. And the great thing is, uh, Freddie and Nigel and, and Matt, you guys could probably all attest to this, is that Raptors Republic has created such a fantastic community for Raptors fans that the support is just incredible, whether it be through podcasts, through uh, digital print, like whatever it is. We have that, that really great fan base. So... Um, yeah, this is my opportunity to just say thanks. I say that a lot, and people kind of find it annoying on, on our show. I love it. No, appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was telling Louis the other day, I'm really, really happy. I started with the uh, Baptist Republic as a writer. Uh, it's opened up a ton of avenues for me that I would not have been able to do any other way. 
I'm covering a nine to five game, for instance, tomorrow, having the presser, doing meeting all the players, blah, blah, blah. That for a guy who just started in like four, four months ago, I've, I've, I've pods, everything else. It's just fantastic. Raptors Republic, try it. If you, if you, if you think about being creative on the side of things, it's a fantastic place to start. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Th- you know, thank you both. Uh, you know, I echo your sentiments. Um, and I'll throw to you, Matty D, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just to hit people up. Yeah, no, I think these guys said everything that you need to hear. Go to raptorsrepublic.com and don't be afraid to pay that paywall. Six bucks a month. These guys are working hard writing. You don't have to pay for us. You don't want to pay for us, but these guys you want to pay for, okay? So, yeah, get into the paywall. They deserve it, and the writing is fantastic. It is top-notch. And as well, if you you, you like what you saw of our show on YouTube, go over to the Rapcast on your favorite podcatcher and listen to the full episode. And you can also listen at our personal website, dunkspodcast.com. Matty D, That's it. please uh, you know, give me those words I love so much. Okay. Okay. <laughs> listen to full episodes of the Confederacy of Dunks only on the Rapcast. Cast.